Koppel, host of the Time for Coffee podcast, where you get firsthand career advice into the jobs and industries that interest you the most. And before we start today's show, I have a quick favor to ask you. If you haven't already, I'd be incredibly grateful if you give us a rating and a review on iTunes. And if you're like me, you need to do it now because you'll forget later and because it's the best way to help others who may be in search of career advice to find this free resource. So press pause if you haven't done it and do it right now. I'll wait. Thanks so much and enjoy today's show. Hey there, Java Junkies. Welcome to another K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. By the way, K-Cups come in three sizes, single, double, and triple shots, or roughly one minute, five minutes, or ten minutes in length. So if you don't have time to throw back an entire caffeinated career conversation, these K-Cup mini-episodes of T4C can give you a quick caffeinated fix, whether you're on the go or you only have a few minutes to binge. So grab your mug and take a chug, because it's time for a caffeinated career triple-shot K-Cup with my guest, Sophia Lorena. So within about 18 months after you graduated from high school, Mm -hmm. you landed a job as an internet marketing rep at Cash Call Mortgage. Mm -hmm. What does an internet marketing rep do and how did you land that job? Yeah. So what you do is you're basically the first person answering the inbound calls coming in and you're seeing what state are they in and then you're essentially transferring them over to a loan officer. So you're essentially just pre-screening the calls and you're making a bunch of outbound calls every day. And how I got that job was I actually applied for their training program and I didn't get into their training program. So I just went and got my license on my own. And then I came back and did another interview and then I got the job. And so I started off as a call center representative and then I waited for my license to come in and then I transitioned over to being a loan officer. How long did it take you? You said you it took three tries to yeah. pass the NMLS. How long did it take you in terms of like studying and all that stuff between when you started and when you got the license? It took me a long time. Like I think I initially started the process around July or August, but I didn't end up passing until November. So it took me a long time. It took me the first time I didn't study enough. And then, so then the second time I started studying a bit more and then I failed again. And then the third time I actually got targeted on a Facebook ad by a company that all they do is help people pass. So I took their tests very seriously. They had all these practice tests. So I went through them over and over and over again. And it took me a while, but like that last time I I had to study a lot. Like I took studying way more seriously than the first two times because I only had one more try. That actually reminds me, Sophia, of what my son just went through. My son is 17 and he didn't get his learners until a couple of months ago. And he passed on the third try because the first time he didn't take it seriously. The second time he studied a little bit. And the third time, man, he was heads down because if he hadn't done that, he was going to have to go through the whole 
learner's process again. So he was like, I am actually going to study for this test. (laughs) It's amazing how that becomes a motivating factor. So before we talk about becoming a loan officer, could you just give us a really quick overview as to what is included in the mortgage industry? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there's a lot of different components when it comes to the mortgage industry. There's the processing side. There is the underwriting side. There are the funders. There are the sales managers. There's the customer service representatives. So there's a lot of different components that go into creating that file. So in January of 2019, you became a loan officer. Could you take us into all of your responsibilities? Yeah. So as a loan officer, what you do is you essentially start off by having the call with the clients. You see what they want to do. Do they want to take cash out of their property? Do they want to get a lower rate? Do they want to purchase a new property? And you kind of learn what they want to do. And then you go and you price out the scenario for them. You give them a quote. You see if they're interested. And then after that, you take an application And then you gather their paperwork and you see if the debt to income works and all the numbers check out. And then the next step after that is you send out disclosures and then you upload all the documents and then it gets assigned to a processor. And then the processor essentially takes it over and processes the loan, gets title, gets any conditions, submits it to an underwriter, and the processor takes it to funding. And how many of these clients could you be juggling at any given time? You can be juggling a lot. (laughs) You can be juggling a lot. It depends on where you're working at. If you're working at like a call center type of environment, you could be juggling, you know, because you're every day you're making outbound calls, you're getting new clients. Then you're all so your clients that are in process may call you for an update of a loan that's in process. And then your clients may send over family members, referrals, and different people to work on their loans. So at any given time, you can be juggling, you know, maybe 50, 60 clients at the same time, maybe more, um, but you could be juggling a lot at the same time. So take us into a typical day for you right now. You are doing this interview with me from outside of Denver. You're in Mm -hmm. Colorado, but you and your parents kind of go back and forth, you were saying, between Colorado (laughs) and California. So clearly... You're able to work remotely. Mm. Are you licensed in two states right now? Is that? Yeah. So right now I'm licensed in actually six states, but the company I work with is only licensed in California right now. And they're going to be working on getting more states. So eventually I'm going to use more of my licenses, but right now I'm just using my California license. But a good thing about, you know, after COVID, (laughs) there's a lot of remote opportunities now. So it's easy to work remote. All the systems are set up. A lot of companies are ready for that transition to remote. So that's another good thing is that you can find the opportunity to, there's a lot of remote opportunities in this industry. Awesome. So what does a typical day look like for you now? Yeah. So a typical day is making new phone calls, reaching out to people getting quotes, and sending emails to processors, checking in statuses of different loans. And then, yeah, that's pretty typical. And just getting people's paperwork, submitting people's paperwork, reviewing their income, their credit reports. Were you always good at numbers in school? (laughs) No. (laughs) 
<laughs> so I wasn't really good at numbers, but all the numbers aren't like too difficult. You know, you have pricers, you see this is a monthly payment, this is the taxes, this is the insurance. So I feel like all the math isn't anything too complicated. It's just you're finding out the closing costs, you're figuring out the down payment, you're figuring out the interest rate, the principal and interest, but like all the numbers are pretty intuitive. But no, I was not good at math. <laughs> That's good to know. So you don't have to be like a math whiz to get into this field. I was listening to another interview that you did, Sophia, and you said that you have accumulated, I alluded to this at the beginning of our interview, something like $70,000 in savings. Is that right? Yeah. And that's in what period of time? That was in within a span of about a year. What does that feel like to have that kind of money? Well, the thing is, I'm very strategic and I kind of, I'm very strategic. So I was already from my, from the start, I was already had that goal in mind. So I was like, how do I make this happen? Like, this is my goal for the year. How do I make it happen? And then I started working with the coach. I did some social media work for her. And then she helped me with some mindset work, which was very helpful. So I started working with the coach around that. And it feels I, the best part about it for me is that I feel like it gives me the opportunity to make decisions, not out of lack, not only out of like scarcity, but more out of abundance, like not be with an employer because I don't have any opportunity to find a new employer, but having the choice of like, do I really want to work with this employer? Do I have the ethical relationship with this employer? Do I feel like I'm connected with this company? If not, I have the opportunity to explore different companies. So I think that's the biggest thing it's giving me is it's giving me choice. Thanks for tuning in to this K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. If you want to listen to our entire caffeinated career conversation, please check out the show notes for this episode. Thanks so much for listening to this latest episode of T4C. And if you're interested in learning more about my coaching services for confused college students and recent grads, feel free to check out the Time for Coffee website under the coaching tab at time, the number four, coffee.org or text me at 202-236-5712. That's 202-236-5712. Thank you.